Welcome to this week's podcast from Terrelgan City Church. We hope this message transforms and equips you to reach out. For more information about what's happening at TCC, head to mytcc.com.au or check us out on Facebook. We hope you enjoy this message. How are we all? Good, lovely. Um, yeah, so like every sermon I do, um, I usually introduce myself. But I feel like this is the first time I actually have to introduce myself, uh, which is pretty exciting. My name is Josh Wright. I'm the youth director, youth pastor, coordinator, whatever you want to call me, over at Eternity Church in Morwell. Um, and it is such a privilege and an honor to be speaking here today um, for a couple of reasons. But firstly, um, I just want to honor uh, Megan and Jono. You guys are absolutely killing it. Um, and I'm so thankful that you guys have trusted me to speak here. Um, you see, I'm a pastor's kid. Um, back when my parents were pastors, um, they pastored Latrobe City Christian Church, which is now a heart-focused community church, a heart-focused church. And we spent a fair stint of that time in this building. Um, you know, sun blaring through the windows, getting to church at 8 o'clock to set up, getting home at 2 o'clock after packing up. And it's really got to take a special time on your heart um, to persevere through that and understand that season. Um, and because I tell you what, like as a pastor's kid, I did not have that perseverance. Um, that was not a burden on my heart that I had um, to get here at 8 o'clock. You know, being one of the only two people that knew how to turn on a computer in my church. Um, I was on sound most weeks. Um, and on the occasion that I wasn't, I'd have to ride my bike to church so that I could get a sleep in. Um, but so if, I just want to reach out. Like, if you guys aren't already helping out, um, packing up or setting up, um, I really want to encourage you to do that. Um, take the burden off of Megan and Jono uh, so that they can actually put more energy into leading you guys spiritually um, rather than just spending most of their Sundays packing up and setting up. Uh, anyway, um, Amplify the Word. Um, or Yeah, Amplify the Word is a theme that Megan told me um, that was going on this month. And, um, you know, I really, I really enjoy a rowdy crowd. You know, a bit of feedback, a bit of banter. Uh, not too much that Paul will write, write about you in Timothy. Um, but just enough so that I know there's a crowd here, which is pretty easy with the sun here. Come on. Um, you know, I've, I've heard a lot of really good things about this church, about your outreach that you do, um, about your youth group. Come on. Um, about the events that you do, about your pastors. Um, but how much of this do I actually know? Or is it just based off, like, things that I've heard from other people? You know, like, who here loves a good rumor? Yep. Keep your hands down. Come on, that's good. You know, like you hear something detrimental about someone that you know and love, and is your response, yeah, that probably adds up. You know, they're human, they slip up. Or do you say, you know, that doesn't sound like something they would do. I know them, and that's not them. And then you stand up, you stand up for them, and then you'll probably go to your mate and talk about it afterwards. You know, if you love them and know them, you're going to back them up. Based on your knowledge of spending time with them, you know that what that person has said is a lie about your friend. I just want to ask you, are you doing that with God? Do we seek God and hear his side of the story? Do we spend enough time with God to, to know his heart for us, to know his purpose for us, for his plan for us? To know why certain things in the Bible may seem out of his nature or, you know, they don't really make sense, but when you actually understand the context in the scripture, it makes perfect sense. You know, when someone preaches, do you go, yeah, that makes sense, I guess. 
Or do you go, I'm going to read those scriptures for myself and learn God's heart for myself? You know, do you have your own faith or do you have your pastor's faith? Yeah? I'm just going to pray. Um, Lord, I, I thank you so much for this opportunity to speak, God. Lord, I just ask that as I speak that um, it'll be your words coming out of my mouth, not mine, God. Lord, that anything I say that isn't of you, that it will fall apart, God. In your name, amen. Amen. 1 Thessalonians 5.21 says to test all things and hold fast what is good. Or test all things and hold tightly onto what is good. You know, we have to test the scriptures. There's no point to reading the Bible or listening to a sermon if it confuses us and we don't do anything to gain understanding of that. But I'm not here to tell you to read your Bible. Hopefully, you know, I'm going to show you God's heart and from that we'll encourage you to read your Bible. Yeah? It would say that God is a relational God. Yeah? Better response than the rumors. Yeah? Um, being a relational God, he wants to spend time with us. He wants to spend time with you. You know, just like you want to spend time with your people because they fill you up. They care about you and you care about them. You spend time with them not to gain anything from them, simply just to be with them. You know, God wants to be with you. Do you want to be with him? You know, Genesis 2.19 says, Now out of the ground, this is part of the creation story. It's in Genesis. So, uh, Now out of the ground, Lord God had formed every beast of the field and every bird of the heavens and brought them to the man to see what he would call them. And what of the man called every living creature, that was its name. The man gave names to all the livestock and to all the birds of the heavens and to every beast of the field. How do you interpret this, this verse? Do you think that God, after speaking the whole world into being, after speaking light, you know, the earth, oceans, animals, Adam, that he doesn't have the energy or ability to name them? Or do you think it's saying, you know, God, or do you think it's God saying, son, I want to spend time with you. You know, would you be able to name the animals for me? You know, I have a gorgeous niece. I have two now, actually. Um, but I went over in February to see her. Her name is Eden. And I was doing some gardening for my brother, and I asked Eden to help me with the garden. You know, help me do some weeding. Do you know how much more effort is required <laughs> when a two-year-old is helping you with, with yard work? Or how much longer a simple task takes? You know, but yes, Eden... I really agree that picking up every single leaf individually and passing them to me is the most effective way to make the yard look nice. <laughs> you know, I'll stop working productively so that you can pick up a dead leaf, place it to me, and then I'll put it in the green bin for you. you know, started getting a problem when she was so quick at picking up the leaves that I actually couldn't do any of the work that I set out to do. But it wasn't actually about getting work done. You know, I didn't need her help. If I wanted... To get the job done, I would have done it myself. But I wanted to spend time with her. I wanted her to feel valued in the relationship, feel like she's doing something productive. God could have named the animals in a thought. But he said, son, can you help me with some yard work? He wants to spend time with you. You know, watch you as you fumble over a single leaf and pick it up and give it to him. Because he's a relational God. You know, we have a printout at youth of verses when you feel like. 
You know, if you're feeling alone, you'd read Matthew 28, 20. I'm with you to the ends of the age. Or if you're feeling forgotten, there's Luke 12, 6 to 7. Are not five sparrows sold for two pennies? And not one of them is forgotten before God. Why, even the hairs on your head are all numbered. Fear not, you're of more value than many sparrows. Because if we read these things and spend time in God's word, we learn about him. And we begin to believe the words that he's speaking over us. It's a tool that we use, memorizing scriptures so that when a spiritual attack comes, when anxiety comes or loneliness, when whatever it is comes over you, because of the time that you've spent with God, you're able to draw any strength. Now, we are rightly prepared to face the giants in our life that come. When you spend time with God and build our relationship with him, when things come to tear that relationship, it won't easily tear because you've built it on a firm foundation. I'm going to read from uh, 1 Samuel uh, 17, 34 to 49. I think, did we end up getting it up on the back there? Lovely, look at that. Just going to grab a drink. Lovely. Um, but Saul said to David, I'm reading from the ESV, I probably should have told you that. I'll just be slightly off, but that's all right. Um, Saul said to David, your servant used to keep sheep for his father. And when there came a lion or a bear and took lamb from the flock, I went after him and struck him and delivered it out of his mouth. And if he arose against me, I caught him by his beard, struck him and killed him. Your servant has struck down both lions and bears, and this uncircumcised Philistine shall be like one of them. For he has defied the armies of the living God. And David said, Lord, who de- the Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said to David, Go, and the Lord be with you. Then Saul clothed David with his armor. He put a helmet of bronze on his head and clothed him with a coat of mail. David strapped his sword over his armor, and then he tried to go in vain, for he had not tested them. Then David said to Saul, I cannot go with these, for I have not tested them. So David put them off. Then he took his staff in his hand and chose five smooth stones from the brook and put them in his shepherd's pouch. You know, David just explained to Saul how for the majority of his life he fought off lions and bears. And you'd think that surely Saul would know what a shepherd uses to fight off lions and bears, that they use a staff and a sling. So why on earth then would Saul give him, you know, this young man, a full coat of armor, a sword and a spear and a bronze helmet? You know, so often our weapons can be seen as something that doesn't make sense. When you're in, when you are fighting loneliness, society can give you a whole array of strategies that they use to fight it. Yet we should be like David and say, I haven't tested these. Let me use what God has given me. Let me use what I know I can use and God has been training me in for this battle. I'm going to continue on. It said his sling was in his hand and he approached the Philistine. And the Philistine moved forward and came near to David with his shield bearer in front of him. And when the Philistine looked and saw David, he disdained him for he was but a youth ruddy and handsome in appearance. And the Philistine said to David, am I a dog that you come at me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. 
And the Philistine said to David, Come to me, and I'll give your flesh to the birds of the air and to the beasts of the field. Then David said to the Philistine, You come at me with a sword and with a spear and with a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hand, and I will strike you down and cut off your head. I will give the dead bodies of the hosts of the Philistines this day to the birds of the air and to the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel, and that all this assembly may know that the Lord saves not with a sword and a spear. For the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hand. When the Philistine arose and came and drew near to David, David ran quickly toward the battle line to meet the Philistine. And David put his hand in his bag and took out a stone and slung it and struck the Philistine in his forehead. The stone sank into his forehead for he fell onto his, and he fell onto his face into the ground. You know, in this, Goliath had the same thought as Saul. You know, Saul was supposed to be the anointed one, the king, and yet both of them said, your method makes no sense. You have a stick and a foot and some stones, yet here I am in, a full, in full body armor, and you think you can defeat me? You know, maybe I'm reading into it too much, but, you know, there's going to be Christians who have the same thoughts as non-Christians, that your methods don't make sense, that, you know, when they see that how God has prepared you for your Goliath moment, many may not understand. But if like David, and you can back yourself in because you know that you have God, a relational God who has been preparing you, teaching you, discipling you, disciplining you. You know, David used the methods that God gave him, not only because God had trained him in it, but because he knew it would bring glory to God. Because when we put our faith in God and allow him into us and give him room to perform miracles, he's going to be glorified. You know, David said that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel and that, and that all this assembly may know that the Lord saves not with a sword or spear, for the battle is the Lord's. Do you want to prepare yourselves? Do you want to give glory to God? Do you want to be in a relationship with the only relational God? One that loves you, sent his son to die for you, watches over you, the one that's love makes absolutely no sense at all. Do you want to strengthen your relationship with that God? You've got to spend time with him. Spend time praying, spend time reading the word of God, spend time worshipping, praising him and resting in him. Psalm 1, 1 to 3 says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on this law, he meditates day and night. He's like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. His delight is in the law of the Lord, and he meditates on it day and night. Are you searching for advice in your life? You know, are you looking for answers? Read God's word day and night. Don't seek the counsel of the wicked. Don't go to quick fixes or fleeting happiness. You know, don't go to the advice of the wicked. Seek God in all that you do. 
desire relationship with a God that desires relationship with you, you know, that wants to do yard work with you, that sent his son to die for you so that there would be no barrier in between you and him, you know, learn about him and his heart for you, his plans for you, learn and know that he truly, unconditionally loves you. Can I just get you all to close your eyes for a moment? You know, if this is your first time hearing about God and you want to make a decision to choose to follow him, to spend the the rest of your life with him and allow him to transform your life, or if you want a desire to know more about God, if you want God in your life. Whilst no one is looking, in a moment, I just want you to raise your hand. You know, it's an outward display of an inner working, saying, God, I want a relationship with you. I want you to transform me. I want to be able to rely on the tools you've given me. And I know that you want to spend time with me. So on the count of three, just raise your hand. One, your life will be changed. Two, it's the best decision you'll ever make. And three, if that's you, just lift up your hand. God, I thank you that you love us. That we have the ability to draw on you when we need you. That you give us tools to combat life, God. Lord, that you desire nothing from us other to spend time with us, God. Lord, I thank you that you're a relational God. Let us ask that you'll continue to transform us, God. Continue to to show us your love that we may be transformed by that, God. In your name, amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message. We hope that you've been challenged and inspired. For more information about Tarelgan City Church, check out mytcc.com.au.